This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Podium Podcast, episode 118. Um... This week is going to be slightly different. I'm not going to start with music. Um, today is Wednesday, February 19th. Today, I, uh, let me, first of all, let me give you a little backstory on uh, what's going on right now. Um, by now, you all know Pop Smoke was shot and killed in uh, L.A. at his home at uh, 4.30, around 4.30 Eastern Time. I mean, West Coast time this morning. Um, very unfortunate. Um, as you all know, I'm a, I was a big Pop Smoke fan. I play his music on the show all the time. You know, I represent for him all the time, especially him being from where I'm from. It felt good to have somebody young and with new energy, you know, bigging up the city and um, carrying the torch for the, for, for the New Yorkers. Um, at a time where the South was dominating for so long, you know, Pop Smoke, Casanova, Little TJ, a lot of New York, A Boogie. There's a lot of Young and, young and May, Dave East. There's so many talented hip-hop rappers from New York right now that's doing a lot for us and holding it down. Pop was in the forefront of that, and uh, he was taken away from us before we were ready. And I say before we were ready because God, when God is ready, it don't matter if you ready or who ready. It's time. So I want to say um, rest in peace to Pop Smoke and my condolences to his friends, family, and fans. I couldn't imagine what his family feel, his friends, his his business associates, anybody who was close to him or even got time to be around him. Everybody made it sound like he was such he was a good guy, man. I, everybody loved him, you know, for that I knew that I know of. Um, this year fucking sucks. 2020 is terrible so far. Now, today, I got—I just got back from Atlanta, by the way. Um, just came back from burying my grandmother. Um, as I spoke of on the last episode, I said she was close. And maybe a few days after that episode, she passed. And, um, you know, I've dealt with it. I've cried. I've cried with my family. I've cried alone. I damn near cried on the show talking about it last time. But now I'm at a point of peace where I've seen my grandmother in the casket look beautiful. And I know she was ready to go. I know she was in pain. And I know that it was best for her to make her departure at this time. And um, even though it's unfortunate and you never want to see none of your people go, this is the best way to see them go at an old age with a full life. Um, so um, this weekend, last weekend, I flew out to Atlanta on um, Wednesday, th- Thursday, Thursday last week. Flew out to Atlanta and uh, me and my cousin drove to South Carolina where my grandmother would eventually be buried and her funeral and memorial service would be held. So um, took a road trip about five hours to South Carolina. It was cool. Um... 
it was tough, you know. It was beautiful to have the whole family together. But it was just under the circumstances, I wish it would have been a better timing. I wish it wasn't for something so drastic or so sad that it brought us all together. But that's generally generally what it takes for people to wake up and say, yo, we got to be together more often. This can't happen like this no more. We got to start making it to where the family sees each other and we speak to each other on a frequent basis because I don't want to hear news like that. I don't want to get no random shit about none of my family members, none of my friends even. Like the people I consider real friends to me, I reach out to cons- consistently. Um, If I haven't reached out to you, it's no disrespect. You know, I was in a time of mourning. Um, If you haven't heard from me lately, it's no disrespect. It was me being in the, in a zone. I had to live in my sorrow and bask in it and dwell in that sorrow until it wasn't there anymore. Um, I know that going through depression at times in my life, that when things are like that, you have to just live in that moment and just live in all the bad shit. It will get better. It always gets better. You just got to believe and have faith that God is not going to give you anything you can't handle. And, um, yeah, we got to South Carolina. It was beautiful. I seen so many, all my cousins was there. That was amazing. Um, shout out to all my cousins, Raven, TT, Weedy, Bunky, Tanaya, Zanaya, Zayden, Petey. I missed anybody. I'm so sorry. Who else? Oh, that's everybody. Yeah. Maddie, Alea, my little cousins. It's my grandma, great grandkids. Um, And she got to spend time with them too. And they knew her. They knew grandma Chippy. So we all thankful for that too. Um, But, um, you know, I didn't really cry crazy until that night. We went to the funeral home. I don't know if it's the funeral. I don't. Well, she didn't. That was not where the funeral was. It was. I guess it was the viewing of the body. So this, the first night we got to South Carolina, we did stop there, and I couldn't go in. I physically could not walk in that building and look at my grandmother in that casket. Beautiful casket, by the way. Um, I couldn't do it. I saw how my aunt came out of there crying hysterically, and it just told me, "No, you're not ready for that." And they was like, you don't want to see her? I'm like, I'm going to see her in my own time. And they, they allowed me that. You know, they don't, you know, they, they let me grieve. And um, the next day was the day of the, uh, the, the viewing with everybody. Pretty much everybody's in town. They all checked into the hotel. And that's what we were doing that night. So we all wore our T-shirts with Grandma on them. Um, Strangely enough, the picture used was a picture I took on her birthday a couple years ago at Red Lobster. Um, she didn't even really want to go that day. She just, you know, her leg was hurting her. That's what she was. Just, she was still walking. She had a cane, but she was slow. Still had a little weight up on her. She wasn't skinny yet. She was skinny toward the end. She lost a lot of weight. Um, yeah. So we went to the funeral home. I mean, the viewing. And I go in. And the one I was worried about most is my Uncle Louie. My Uncle Louie lived with my grandmother his entire life. He never left her. He took care of my grandmother through everything. Everything. When she first got diagnosed with cancer, he was there every step of the way. Never left her. Made sure everything was paid. She didn't need for nothing. 
you know, everything was taken care of. He held it down. And we all, we all love him for that. And um, I was more so worried about him from the moment I heard that she passed. I was like, we have to call him and find out how he is. Because I know that's going to crush him. And shit. Then he got out that van and he got to South Carolina. You could see he was not okay. He was fighting through it. He was trying to talk through it. He couldn't even talk. The tears was choking him up. Couldn't couldn't even really move. He had to sit down and like just, oof, just breathe. So, boom, fast forward, we get to there. And uh, he went in first before me. I wouldn't go in. I still couldn't do it. My other cousin Raven, she couldn't do it. And once he went, she grabbed me and said, come on. If he can go, we all could go. So I went and... My cousin T.T. held him by the arm and walked him up there to see his mother. And he did okay. He did all right. I think that gave him a little bit of closure to see it. As for me, I couldn't go near the casket. I got close. I got maybe about 15 feet. And I just went and sat down because it was a lot. It was just a lot. So I sat in the back. I cried. And my cousin Weedy, I thank him. He, um... He was there for me, you know, my brother, my uncles. They, uh, it was hard. It's not easy to see a loved one in that, in that casket. Sorry. But um, I got through it. I got through it. And um, you know, when we left, I told you know I, I didn't go up to the casket today. But tomorrow, tomorrow I'm gonna talk to you. So, next day was Friday. I got sick Saturday night, crazy. Me and my cousin um, we ain't got some weed that day. But some decent weed in South Carolina too. Salute to them. That's a fire platinum push. I used that to just take my mind off everything. It was a lot. So, you know, it, it calmed me down. It eased me a little bit to be around my family. And I could laugh a little bit. But I got crazy sick Saturday night. Um, Friday night, I guess. Was it Friday? Friday night, I got crazy sick. I just got the chills. I don't know if it was the flu or one day. I don't know what the fuck I had, but I was fucked up. I couldn't get warm. I had a headache. My back was hurting. I'm just in the bed under the covers, jeans on, socks on, hoodie on, pulled up tight, trying to just get my body warm, and I just couldn't. The whole night, I'm just cold. And um, the next day, I got up because it was for funeral, and I took a shower, got myself together, pulled it together. I held it together put my clothes on, and we went to the funeral. And by the day of the funeral, I was okay. I didn't cry too much. Uh, my uncle sent a speech from jail. That broke me because um, you know, I keep the speech to, to myself and my family, but it was very introspective and very honest Um, a, a message from my uncle. He, um, he's got a lot of time. He, he's doing a long stretch. And my grandmother held him down year for year, every single day that she called him. He called her two, three, four times a day. Hey, beautiful. How you feeling? How you doing? You all right? I love you. And she would light up. 
Sam called. He called. And he would talk. They would talk. They had their own thing. And nobody, you know, got in the way of that. So that was beautiful to have my Uncle Sam have his speech from jail played at the funeral. Um, a lot of people was at the funeral, man. I, my grandma was lit. I ain't know she knew that many damn people, man. There was a lot of people in there. A lot of people that I knew from New York was like, damn, y'all came? Like, my father's ex-girlfriend. I'm like, nigga, <laughs> think it's on your hair and you got your other girl? You're like, how that's going to work? But it was a funeral, so, you know, it was all love. But the funeral, my brother broke down bad. And um, seeing my brother cry like that made me, you know, I'm, that's my brother. So we had our moment with our dad where we just, my father was pretty, he might have been the, the best out of all of us. So salute to my pops. My dad was a soldier. He he might have took it the best out of everybody. You know? And I seen, my father's not afraid to cry. So if he had to cry, he was going to cry. I see my father cry for random shit. So, yeah. That 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 made me a little stronger. Like My dad is okay, and that's his mother. He could be gonna be all right. So, you know, I went up to him, and at the end of the funeral, they put the body like at the door as you walk out. And my brother broke down as soon as he got to the fucking, they call that the threshold. He broke, and I just grabbed him, and I was like, "She's she's all right. She's she's in heaven. She's better now." And I grabbed her hand, and I kissed her on the cheek, and I said, "I love you, and you better now." And I walked out. And that was the end of it. We went to the uh, the burial ground. Uh, my grandma has a plot of land in South Carolina where all her family is. And we put her with them. That was her request. Her brothers, sisters, uncles, mother, father, everybody's there. And that's where she wanted to be, and that's where we put her. And then we went to the repass. After that, everybody just came back home to the hotels or to my aunt's house. And, um... My cousin was ready to go, so we left that same night. We wasn't supposed to. We were supposed to leave Sunday, but um, she had an attitude or whatever. She was ready to go, so we. I had finally got my own room, my own bed in it too. I was like, "All right, cool. I'm sick. I'm gonna finally get some rest. Good. I'm gonna feel better tomorrow. I'm gonna just lock in, watch All Star Dunk Contest. I missed that. Um, just lock in and just chill in the room. The room was nice and hot. And I was warm again. Like, cool. I went into my nap. My father knocks on the door. Yo, your cousin says she's leaving now. So if you need, if you rolling with her, you better get up. I'm like, what? <laughs> so now I got to ride in the five car ride again. Sick. I did it. Got back to Georgia around nine o'clock. Got there, took a shower, got in the bed. Still was cold. Finally got warm. It still was fucked up. But I'm bet now I'm all right. I'm good now. So salute to that. Um, I didn't want to make this beginning of this podcast so sad, but it's been two weeks since you guys really heard from me. And I know most of y'all know why, you know, a lot of people were supportive. I thank everybody for their support and reaching out and sending their condolences. Thank you so much. It means a lot to me. Um, cause you know, it's difficult and people, you know, we all relate to losing people cause it, we all, everybody loses people. It's a part of life. Um, and in those times we got to be, you know. By each other. You got to stand by each other and hold each other up in tough times. That's the only way we're going to make it. So even though we're going through tough times in the world right now, we just got to keep being positive. You know, unfortunate things happen all the time. Things happen all the time. And 
that don't make it okay, but it is it is what it is. And um you know, outside of that life is good. I can't complain. I mean, there are things in my life I want to correct. There are things I want to fix and those things will get there and I will share them with you when they are eventually handled. And I will let you guys know exactly how this year started for me in detail once everything comes to pass. Right now, <laughs> you know, I'm an open book, but I'm internalizing. I told y'all 2020 is the year of internalization. Because some things you just got to hold on a little bit. Figure it out in your mind before you put it out to the world. So that's what I'm doing with certain things. And, um, yeah, when the time is right, everybody will know. And I will have a great story for you. Now, we done talked about the sad stuff. I gave you 16 minutes of sad. I even cried. What more do you want? You tell me this and I ain't the, the, the realest podcast to live in. The fuck y'all mean? Joe Budden ain't never cried on the mic, nigga. <laughs> nah, but um, I will say this. I'm going to start popping my shit with this podcast shit. You name another, name any of you, name, I dare you niggas to name another, another nigga podcast that do it by themselves every week, consistently. I'll wait. Name one that gives you more than 30 minutes. More than an hour. More than an hour and a half. There's times I get y'all two, three and hours by myself. Never complain. Never blame the guests for flopping. If I set up a guest and they don't come, the show still goes on. Nobody stops my progress. Nobody. You won't. You can't. God won't let you. It's not even me. You got to talk to him. (laughs) I got angels. So doing yourself a disservice by even bothering, to be honest with you. But um, in other news, let's 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 talk some um. Let's talk some other things, okay? Now, All Star Weekend. Oh my God, All Star Weekend was phenomenal, wasn't it? Great dunk contest. Aaron Gordon was robbed again. Yo, why y'all keep why y'all keep doing that to these people? Imagine if they robbed Vince Carter. Like, why y'all keep doing this? You people, you think people want to uh, in, into these fucking dunk contests and risk their they, uh, healthiness mid-season to lose? Come on, it's no way he's supposed to lose that. Like, what are y'all watching? Dwayne Wade? We're going to talk about Dwayne Wade, too. You know, it's a lot going on, man. It's a lot. But anyway, the All-Star Weekend was phenomenal. The, the celebrity game, y'all could do away with that shit. Listen, let some college niggas... Well, you can't. They, they they in season. I don't know. Get some retired players. Retired players. Get some big three ballers to play in that game. Why y'all keep getting these... Why the fuck am I watching Spice Adams? <laughs> why the fuck am I watching Spike Adams trying to dance on somebody in, in, in that tight-ass unit? I mean, it's funny. That's cool. But come on. This is on TV, too. Y'all remember, this is not an event that's that's blacked off. People can watch this shit. People buy tickets to that. It's horrible. Work on that celebrity game. And make sure the people that you put in the celebrity game are celebrities. Not Instagram people. That's not famous. Lee Spice Adams played NFL football at some point. You know what I'm saying? He was an NFL player. But goddamn. Um, the three-point contest. Very, very entertaining. <laughs> Devin Booker, Buddy Heald, to the wire. Excellent. I, I did make it home in time 
for the end of the dunk contest. I didn't see the three-point, but you know, you watched the replay on NBA TV. I watched it. It was great. Um, now, the All-Star game was also very good. Now, the, the, the new thing that they have, this new method they have, I like it a lot. If they can keep that, it makes the game competitive because now it's like playing in the park. If game is 21 and we both got 19, we going hard. I'm, we need that bucket. <laughs> if you play 2K, you know y'all 19-19 and the game is 21. We need this bucket. We need to stop. Um, It was good, man. Uh, Kawhi Leonard got MVP. I knew I, I told my brother, I said, yo, Kawhi going to get MVP. He hit another fucking three. He going to get it. He got it. Salute to him. First... The first Kobe Bryant NBA All-Star MVP, Kawhi Leonard. Salute. Um, but Chris Paul had a good game. LeBron had a good game. Giannis had a good game. A lot of Everybody was balling. Everybody was balling. Every, not everybody, but a lot of people were balling. Not everybody. Everybody wasn't killing. But, um, yeah, it was a good game. Great tribute to Kobe. Jennifer Hudson um, did her thing. Common even did his thing with the announcing. I give it to him. Chance the Rapper had a great performance. Um, Lil Wayne, we don't know what you wear, but you're Lil Wayne, so we kind of just say fuck it. Uh, um, what else happened? I think that's it for All-Star. I don't want to hang on to sports too much. This ain't a sports podcast. There's way more other shit to get into. But uh, All-Star Weekend was great. It gets an A for me. If y'all have got the dunk contest right, it would have been an A+. Um, now... Staying in basketball and something more socially relevant. He's just going to jump right into this. Dwayne Wade. Now listen. Actually, I'm going to let y'all listen. Let y'all listen to what Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade's son. I could find this shit. I don't know why I ain't save it. And little Boosie got to chill too. Boosie, you got to relax. Trying to find. All right, now Dwayne Wade's son. Let me just give y'all the story and not, not stop. Since Dwayne Wade's son, uh, I forget his name. He wants to be called Zaya. He wants to be addressed as a female. Um, he no longer wants to be addressed as a male because he feels he is a woman. Dwayne Wade is in full support of this and making people crazy, right? Raising your child is making other. Now, what kills me about the whole thing is, listen, if your son is gay, who cares? People is gay now. What the fuck? What do you want to do? You turn on the TV, you can't see two gay people without two gay people kissing in some pill commercial for HIV. You just can't turn it off. So they sneaking in you windows and shit. Like everybody ain't stupid. You know, they pushing this new agenda of, of, you know, and then the funny shit about America is at one point, the gay shit was an absolute no. People blame homosexuals for carrying diseases, spreading AIDS and HIV. They blame them, which was wrong. Maybe, it, possibly it started with them. Maybe who don't, who don't know fuck knows how that shit started up. We don't know. I don't know. My brother said he studied in college and it was them. I have not done the research. I can't negate nor clarify that. But um, they had it rough for a long time. 
And it seems like gay people are getting more rights than African-Americans in a very fast time. Reason being, the same gay people that America used to hate on are predominantly white. So they're hating on their own and they started to notice it and said, oh, mm, they're white. He's gay, but he's white. You're going to have to give them some rights because they're on their own. They're not, they're not all black. They are white and gay. And even though they're gay, they're still white. And, you know, in America, if you're white, you're all right. Corporate America, if you're gay, huh, you, you got fucking like, like diplomatic immunity. Dude, you can't say shit to him. What? Oh, it's a criminal. It's a civil case. Now. It's, it's a whole thing. So, um, yeah, anyway, Dwayne Wade's son, it, it, I'm trying to find a video so y'all can hear it from him direct. I don't want to fuck it up and say some shit wrong that he didn't say. Hey, I don't want to be like, oh, he didn't say that. Oh, God, I'm going to find it. So he you know he said it. And then, then I'll, from there, I will give my, uh, my synopsis. Also, too, uh, Amber Rose, get in the tub. Listen, everybody love their kids, but damn, damn, you, come on. You tattooed, you, you can't even say shit like that because women feel away. But, it, but I'm going to keep it a bean. This bitch tattooed her two kids' names on her forehead. Nothing wrong with tattooing your kids' names. The placement is a little out of the ordinary for most. For all, I would say, because I seen it, I was like, is that real? Why would she tattoo her forehead with anything? She she's beautiful. But before we get to it, let me before we get to it, let, 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 listen to uh, Amber Rose try to explain this dumb shit she did. Listen to this. Made you do it. You know, I gotta be honest, like, and I don't want this to sound like corny or anything, but like kind of after Kobe died, this bitch, it yeah. made me like reflect on my life. And I don't want people to be like, oh, Kobe died and you went and got a tattoo. She but really broke Kobe's name into this. kind of like that because, you know, I thought about my dad and like my dad had cancer when he was 40. And he went through remission and he's good, but he almost died. Like, and I'm 36. And I was like, I've been wanting a, uh, this tattoo for a long time. She's full of shit. And I was like, you know what? You Life is so short. Just do it. Just live your best life. Like, just, just And it. people clap. It's just like... With no regrets, just Nothing do it. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. That's just how I felt, and, and, I, you, and I'm and happy I did it. No, 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 no. No, no, fuck out of here. No, you're not. No, you're not. And, and, and Keisha Cole, you let her get that off in front of your fucking face. This is why I hate TV. This is why I hate people with platforms that are not real. Because you not, Emma Rose would have never sat in front of me and got that off. I'd have been like, duh, stop right there. Don't even finish. You said Kobe. Why are you bringing Kobe into this? Don't. I asked you why. You've been wanting to do it, so it had to be done before Kobe died, right? So don't do that. No, you got, that shit is stupid. And she could walk off the set, her man could run up, whatever y'all want to do. I'm going to get my shit off. That shit looks fucking stupid. You're a grown fucking, you 36 with two tattoos on your forehead, and you got to take your kid to school with that. Come on. Come on. Have some fucking class. God damn, like this woman is a fucking bubblehead. First, she started this slut walk shit and gave that up for what? To have a kid? Be a slut pregnant, bitch. Go walk. Now you putting tattoos on your forehead? What are you doing? What are you doing? She's two years older than me. I never wanted a tattoo on my forehead. I'm a man. Wiz Khalifa got tattoos everywhere. He didn't do that. 
He got tattoos on his face, but he didn't put on his fucking forehead. What's wrong with her? Listen, there's better ways to honor your children than tattoos. There are better ways to, to, to state, make statements than tattoos. And there's a much better place to put that tattoo than your fucking forehead, Amber. Who the fuck? Yo, yo, yo. This world, this world is just, just too much. It's too much. It's just too much, man. Let me let me just see if I can find this D-Wave video real fast. And son. I'm trying to find this video of them. They was um They was in the little golf court. I don't know why I didn't save it. Uh, and now they saying, um, people trying to call D-Wade gay now. Oh, he gay. That's why you let him do that shit. Now you gay because your kid gay? Or Magic Johnson gay too? Because this son is a big fruit. Damn. I'm trying to find this for y'all. All right, we just got to move on because um I'm taking up mad time trying to find this shit. Anyway, D-Wade was in a uh, little car with his son. In a uh, a golf court, whatever, and he's, uh, you know, he's talking to him, and he's, like, letting him talk, and the kid is pretty well-spoken. Uh, he is 12. He wants to be identified as a woman. I don't know if that means he wants to be a woman. Um, you know, like, 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 like real-life woman, cut his penis off and all that, but, um, D-Way and Gabriel Union are in full support, as they should. I mean, that's your child. You don't have to, you don't have to necessarily agree with things your children do, but you could support them in their own in in your own way. Support them meaning you don't gotta stop you don't stop loving them or you don't treat them differently because of who they become to be. Um, they're still your children. That's still his son. Um, now you know people on the internet have their own opinions on it, and you know a lot of them are mostly homophobic because. You got to think about it. If that's about most men's biggest fear is your son come up to you like, "Dad, I'm gay." What? <laughs> so you know, a lot of niggas like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." You got to move the fuck out this house. Ain't gonna be no, <laughs> ain't gonna be no gay loving in here. But yeah, but um, it's um, it's a touchy thing right now. My opinion on this whole thing is like, I don't have kids. That's number one. So I really don't like speaking about people's children. As me not being a parent, I cannot empathize or relate to a parent. So I can't tell parents how to feel. I can't tell the kids how to feel. I can tell you how I would have did it. If I was in Dwayne Wade's shoes, I would have never put that shit in the media. Certain shit you do not let the world know. Now, if he wants to do it on his own, you do that. 
You will be you in the world. And if, and if you need anything, I'm your dad. I'm here for you. But I'm not going to put that out in the world. I'm not going to put it, blow it up. You got to understand, you're the celebrity. Your children are not celebrities. And everybody say, oh, he's 12 years old. How does he even know what he wants to be and who he is? Listen, you think LeBron didn't know he wanted to be a ball player at eight? Was he wrong? He wanted to play ball and he did it. You know. People know. Like, when you're a kid and you know you like girls, you know from a young age you like girls. So the fact that people can now say at 12 you wouldn't know is bullshit. He's a preteen. At 12, niggas was trying to fuck. I don't know where y'all was living. At 12, I was trying to finger pussies. I wanted to feel them. I wanted to see titties. I, I was interested. I was watching Cinemax at midnight. I was, I was open. So now imagine my little horny ass at 12 in 1997 watching Cinemax just to get a little bit of porn because there wasn't no internet back then to just pull it up on X videos. Imagine a kid now, 12, born in 2008, right? Your father's Dwayne Wade. That means your upbringing ain't poor. I got access to anything. I've seen the world. I travel. I got every gadget. I could see, I could see everything. I, they, these kids these days are far more advanced than we, we were. And we have to stop acting like age differentiates intelligence because it doesn't. I know 50-year-old jackasses that don't know shit, that can't form a proper sentence, that can barely spell. So don't sit here and tell me a 12-year-old don't know who they are when they they themselves all the time. These kids are out uh, or, or they're, they're on the net. What people don't understand is as positive as the internet is, it's a negative. It exposes them to everything the world has to offer. So now if this kid thought he was gay, and said, well, let me Google, how do you know if you're gay? Do you like men? I do like boys. But he not answering it like, I like boys, like boys. Like, yeah, I do like boys. That's not, that's not the wrong boy. No, are you sexually attracted to boys? Maybe he had to say, what does sexually attracted mean? Or maybe he didn't, because this is an intelligent kid. But, um... I just say all that to say it's touchy, it's touchy, it's tricky... Um, I don't know, I don't know, um, I don't know what's going to come of this. Oh, I think I found it. Hold on. Later. And I, I think when a gender identity, ah. well, she is our leader and that's not it. But yeah, what I'm saying, I'm saying, I don't, we, we're going to see what comes of this at the end of the day. Um, we don't know. But, um, man, it's wild, you know, you got, you got to look at the world. You got young thug just put some shit out today saying God don't make mistakes, but you know, live your life. Young thug is a person that was accused of being gay for how he dressed. Oh, you, you wear dresses, you are, you gay. He was like, okay, that's supposed to make me cry. I know I'm not gay. So, let them talk. You got people in the world like that. That's smart. Salute the thug. Because when people are talking about you, let them fucking talk. Now, to see, when you're an Amanda Seals kind of person and you don't like being talked about, but you love to talk, you get you keep rebuttaling and rebuttaling. You put yourself in a hole. You get in a breakfast club and start crying. Listen, don't don't be halfway. If you bout it, be bout it. And I'm not, a, I'm, not, I'm not the biggest fan of Amanda Seals, but I'm going to keep that to myself because... um. 
she's in a position right now where she has a platform that's pretty big and I'm just going to sit back and watch and I, I root for her. She's a black sister. Salute her. You know, I'm not a fan of her approach on a lot of things. But um, I do respect her as a person. And, um, yeah. What else I had to do? Oh yeah, uh, Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj is um she's desperate. Bitch is twerking her whole ass on Instagram now. It's like, what happened to the Yikes record? I thought I I I heard the snippet of the Yikes record and I was like, oh this is fire. And then you heard it's a meek this. It's like I want to hear that shit. That went away fast, didn't it? Um, also, these, these tattoos, other than Amber Rose, right? Game gets an eight sideways on his head for Kobe. Chris Brown has a Jordan 3 on his face. I don't know. Fuck. I don't know why Chris Brown needed a sneaker put on his face, but okay. Whatever he wants to do is his money, is his fucking skin. He has a gang of tattoos anyway. But, he, you know, what are you going to do? That Amber Rose tattoo is really stupid. I can't believe she did that. And then got on there and tried to defend the motherfucker. And then she's sitting here posting these pictures with it. Boy. Meg Thee Stallion just turned 25. Salute to her. Um, the baby having another baby with another, with another woman. <laughs> He's a legend. Straight up. So, um... That's him. Uh, over these last couple of weeks, Kobe and his daughter were laid to rest in a private ceremony, so that was beautiful. Um, rest in peace, Kobe and Gigi. The memorial was the 24th at the Staples Center. You know that thing going to be crazy. And would y'all believe I finally found a video? So we're going to play this little D-Wade and his son in the car so y'all can understand what I was saying. This kid is well-spoken. All right, here we go. They will be judged. Um, I would say, you know, don't even think about that, you know, just be true to yourself because are you really even like, it's, what's the point of being on this earth if you're going to try to be someone you're not, it's like, you're not even living as yourself, which is like the dumbest concept to me. It's just like, you know, be true and don't really care what like the stereotypical way of like being you is. Even when people are being mean, even when, when people are getting hurt. Uh, by because they're trying to be themselves and even even through that you still want people to make sure that they live their truth yeah i think i'm i know it can get tough definitely they will be tough definitely yeah but i think you push through and you be the best you and especially like especially more recently like it's become a more accepting even though there's you know obviously a lot of people out there who still are really set you know more in the like back in their days way of mind but I think even through hard times, just you gotta, you gotta just push through. I mean, like it's worth it. I feel like it's very worth it when you reach that point of like yourself. I'm feeling free. Yeah. I'm feeling like you. Yeah. I'm feeling like you don't have to hide. Like you mean you can look in the mirror and like say like hi to yourself, like mm. nice to meet you, mm. instead of like mm, I don't really know who I am. Mm. It's like a full identity crisis. Mm. Yeah. Tough. Yeah. 
And the funny shit, that little nigga looked just like Dwayne Wade. Both his kids. His, that boy looked just like D Wade. Same mouth, everything. Lord. But yeah, so that's what I got on D Wade. That's it. I'm not gonna drag uh I'm not gonna do the uh immature shit people been doing on Facebook and just talking. People try to get the biggest reaction out of every post. And what people gotta understand is nobody gonna see that negative shit because of you. You will never get on because your energy and the way you talk about people you don't know and you put you you people make show themselves more than they know. The way you post things about shit, it shows your character. Like if you go on my page, I never posted a picture of Kobe saying not saying R.I.P. anything. Neither did I do for Pop Smoke today. Neither did I do for anybody lost. Not even my grandmother. I didn't post my grandmother with an R.I.P. I I won't do that. I won't ever do that because you know why? Those things are personal to me. I don't have to share that. And what this world don't understand is how to share, how, what to share and what not to share. Everything ain't meant to be seen, my nigga. I learned that. I used to be the nigga that posts every fucking thing. And then you started to realize the energy that come from that. Like, you got to fucking, you got you to gotta really sit there and go back and forth with people about some shit you said about how you feel. For all of that, I'm not exposing that then. I'll keep it light. Here, I'll post this little light shit. Enjoy this. Here's a little joke. Eat that. But the real meat and potatoes on this show. And I make it that way on purpose. I don't post all my feelings on Instagram all the time. I bring them here. This is what matters to me. Not Instagram. I don't own Instagram. I own this. This is me. All 118 episodes of Equity of Mind. What are you niggas doing? What are you building on this internet that you continue to waste this time on? Y'all are playing out here. Y'all are playing. Y'all are playing. Now... Um, next topic here, we got new music. Now, finally, we could live in the show a little bit now, right? So a lot of new music came out. A lot. Uh, Boldy James dropped the project, The Prince of Tea in China. I don't know if y'all ever heard of Boldy James. Pretty dope rapper. Um, Justin Bieber. Justin? Where the fuck he been? Oh! He just came out with some... With some shit. Justin Bieber's album is amazing. Did y'all hear what I fucking said? Now, this is not Justin Bieber's first fire album, by any chance. But come, this, this, I knew it was going to be good. You know, Justin Bieber. We, we fuck with Bieber in the hood. But damn, Justin, yo, yo, nah. This, if this ain't, this ain't the white Chris Browns. I, I don't know what, you know what I'm saying? Come on. Uh, I'm going to clean out a little bit of this, this, um... And where's the one I like? It's all of these. Hold on. Is it this one here? Oh, do you hear this? No, the fuck you didn't, Justin. No, the fuck he didn't, Justin. Oh, this is all oh my God. Thank you. 
keep spinning around. We're breathing. So thankful. You got more. This shit with Kalani? Boy. Boy. Boy, it don't compare, don't fit in with them. Do you get me? Judging by the way you open up, you get me. Ooh, out of this world, hands on, baby, now you send me. Looking at the way we're blending in, you get me. But then, you know, my boy, my boy, I know, I know a boogie's my, that's my boy. A boogie, my boy, since like 2000, in, in the 2014, a boogie been my nigga. So, a, a boogie dropped the album. Artist 2.0. I'm boy on the guitars now. You say, y'all, y'all niggas chase the pianos. Y'all can have that. Fuck with this guitar though. Y'all could do this. I'm out. A boogie ain't playing with niggas. Fuck you talking about? You thought my boy wasn't going to get his shit off? You thought he was on that Roddy Rich kid, that melodic lane? By your nigga, you know who started this? Young niggas singing? Shit, A boogie, New York Drake. I said it. That's a fact. Oh! Sorry for that splash. Different languages on niggas. Uh huh. Don't you play with me like I'm stupid. I've been missing your deep throat. Yeah. Cutting. Found a bitch that could do it. How you do it? Yeah. Could you set up the threesome? Yeah. My little caramel light skin. My vibe is your body. Then he got with the baby. You ain't got with the baby and made a banger. Yeah, the baby and Bay Boogie made great songs together. We need a tape with them or something. Stop it. 
her out there fucking and sucking dick Yeah, now she tripping, talking about she wanna kiss me I was busy, I was trying to bomb Giffy's Split it 50, 50 Yeah, All right, all right. Now, now I got to put y'all on. I don't, well, I'm not putting nobody on. Everybody should know who Brent Fires is. Everybody should know who Brent Fires is. This little nigga here. Bruh, salute to you, my brother. Now, listen. If you listen to R&B, like I do. I, y'all know I love R&B. I always got R&B on the show. I love R&B music. I love, I'm just a music guy, period. I love music. Um, Brent Fires dropped a fire fucking album. Um... I'm going to play one. It's, damn, it's hard to pick one. I'm going to pick Been Away. This is Been Away by Brent Fires. Just drop. Now, if y'all get the sample on here, I'll give y'all a dollar. If y'all get the sample on this song, I'll give you a dollar. Fires, name of the album is Fuck the World. Check that out. Uh, I got a couple sleepers I'll play for y'all at the end, but we gotta get back to these topics. I got a couple more left, and then we could get the song wrapped, and then we could do some talking, because I got a couple things to clear. Um, yeah, uh, alright, I, I, shit, I covered all of them. I wrote. The other ones I have is like other, other places. Anyway, um, living with life with intention. All right. This is something that I thought of on my plane ride home this morning. Um, and I, this had, I wrote this, I thought this prior to the, uh, notification of the pop smoke death. And, um, that's crazy. I, that hit my mind and it did. Um, living life with intention, meaning, 
Everything you do should have a purpose. Time, as we know, this year is it waiting for anybody. You don't have time. That is not a luxury. So for people to be non-productive purposely bothers me. This is why I get on the internet and turn my nose up at people that party so much. I understand you're celebrating life and this is this is fun to you. It's bullshit. You need to find ways to better yourself and that's not one of them. Spending every weekend drinking alcohol and I'm listen, I'm no better than nobody. I'm not holy than nobody. I'm not the perfect man. But there are things that I've done in life that I wish that I wish I did less of so I could have got a little further sooner. But you can't predict things and you can't rush time. But you can spend it wisely. You can spend it intentionally. You can mean to do everything you do. People be doing shit just to fucking do. I'm bored. Let's go to the club. I'm bored. I need a drink. No, you don't. You need to find something to do. Why the fuck do y'all drink so much? What are y'all going through? Why people don't like to sit still? Why the fuck? This is why y'all fat. And you, yo, the women, y'all drinking too much. Y'all are big. I'm not even going to fucking, uh, uh, no. Enough is enough. I'm not sugarcoating it no more. I'm not being nice to y'all. Listen, you fat, period. What you doing? You like that? You like being big? Y'all bitches look like Queen Latifah and living single when y'all young as shit. Y'all look like dykes. Y'all big as fuck. Y'all back big, chest hanging funny. Yo. Get it together, ladies. Fellas, y'all look nasty. Big stink belly. Things don't get haircuts no more. You listen, and once your hairline go, bald that shit. Stop holding on to these fucking hairlines to do what? To grow it out and do the nappy shit Jay-Z did? (laughs) This is Black History Month. What is black excellence to us? In the 90s, pro-black was... Being a person that was knowledgeable on the black man, everything black, you were wise. You were, you were not woke. You just knew shit. You studied Malcolm and Martin, and you looked up to Langston Hughes and people of importance that made real black history, and you knew these people. You learned them. You, you studied them. Marcus Garvey, you seen what they stood for, what they fought for. And what do we glorify now? What do we glorify? Twerking, drinking liquor doing drugs, and then we call the kids crazy. What the fuck is we doing that's so different? What, 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 what example did we lead to have for them to not do what we did? What did we give them to look up to? A nightlife? If you was 20-something and had a teenage brother and he saw you go out every night, he's like, damn, I can't wait till I could do that shit. Look what you got him impressed by. You got him impressed by the club? And we'll sit there and tell him, nah, you don't want to go to the club. That shit ain't for you. It's bullshit. And he's telling the truth, but you still go go. You're not living with intention. Intention. When you date somebody, why? Do you really want to be with that person or are you just wasting their time? Or are you trying to fix yourself through that person? Are you trying to prove something to yourself through that person? Are you trying to prove I can be in a relationship? No, you can't. No. Because you question it every single minute you think about it. That means it's not time. That means it's not them, it's you. That means you're just not ready. And that means you do not know how to wait. You don't have patience. And I wrote something very, very, very deep just the other week about this. I had a conversation on the phone and I call this the beach theory. Now, 
The beach theory is in regards to patience, right? Now, let's say love is a beach, a beautiful beach. Let's say we're in Aruba, beautiful sand, clear blue water. Everything's beautiful. People are just having a great time. We eating food. We drinking cocktail. Everybody vacationing, living it up. These are the places you're supposed to do all that. Y'all niggas keep running to Flatbush to get a drink. It's, it's got to be a better way. Um, the beach theory is basically this. Everybody goes to the beach. Not everybody gets in the water. Those are the people that are pretty much, ah, don't want to get in there. I'm not ready. I don't feel like my body's good enough to get, be out here in the water. Ah, I don't got the confidence to jump in there right now. Okay, you got the people that just sit on the sand and tan. No problem. Then you got people that do get in the water and they get on the shelf. They all do the little thing. They jumping around, standing in there. They got the phone out and all of that. Those are the mixy people. That, you know, it's a lot of people that sit on the shelf of the bank or the beach. They don't, they can't either can't swim or just don't want to. Right? So now you got these few people that can swim. They've uh, pretty much rolled their emotional roller coaster of life. And now they're free. Free, fully free, fully single. I'm not in love with anybody, old or new. I'm with me. But I am open and I am looking. I am looking. But looking also requires patience. Now, you're in the middle of the ocean. It's beautiful. It's warm water. Ah, oh, just floating here. Just And in the distance, you see something beautiful. And it's coming toward you. But you can't really see it. So you want to see what is that? So you start to swim toward it. It was already on its way to you. You could have waited. Just wait. It's coming. But no, you've been looking for so long. You, that's, I, I, I got to go get that. So you swim to it, swim to it, swim to it. And when you finally get to it, you're tired, sweaty. You just look crazy. And the person finally gets to you and says, whoa. And they swim past you. Had you waited, they'd have came to you. Sometimes it's okay to just float and wait. Sometimes you have to float and wait. Your surroundings can be beautiful and you can fuck it up by rushing instead of waiting. So now you swim all this way to this person that you thought was so beautiful. And when they saw you, you were so worn out chasing them. They don't want you no more. Now you got to swim all the way back. Back to the, to the shelf with the mixy niggas. When all you had to do was wait, you was there. You seen it coming toward you. You couldn't wait. You couldn't let it come to you. You had to go get it. And when you went and got it, it didn't want you. Patience. That's my beach theory I made. Sometimes you just got to float, bro. Just float. Ladies, just float. It's coming. The current is coming toward you. Just, just float. Just sit there and float. They come and they go like, whoa, what you doing out here? I'm waiting for you. <laughs> Glad I came this way. That's it. But you want to overexert yourself and chase and, 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 and force things and push the envelope that is not to be pushed because you don't know how to chill and calm the fuck down. You don't know how to sit shit out and miss a couple events. You don't know how to just be. People need to learn how to sit the fuck still. Do you know how to sit the fuck still? Do you know how to come home from work and go home and sit your ass home? Do y'all even clean your fucking house? And, you know, 
the whole living with intention thing is basically, I was watching the Malcolm X documentary, good documentary, by the way. Excellent. I'm on the third episode. So on Netflix, my, Who Killed Malcolm X? Check that out. It's very good. Um, yeah, it's just like, in the, in the documentary, it said that Malcolm X wanted to be a lawyer when he was a kid. And they told him, nobody's going to hire a nigga as a lawyer. Why don't you be a carpenter? A lot of nigga carpenters. Ain't too many nigga lawyers. Crushed his dreams. So then he went to the street life. Was in jail by 21. Luckily for him, when he sat his ass down still, he found Elijah Muhammad. Changed his life. That's what made him Malcolm X. If he was in the streets, he was good as dead. Them cops would have killed that nigga. But he sat down. He had to get sat down. And sometimes jail saves you. People always run from jail, but sometimes jail is better than being dead. And sometimes everybody that go to jail don't come home fucked up. Sometimes people need to be sat down and to see how to work. It, it, all of this can go just like that. It can all be gone. You keep running around. Y'all playing and y'all fucking living with no intention. Y'all just winging shit. And that's how shit happens. When you don't have a plan in your life and you don't live with any intention, you're not going to get nowhere. You wasting time every day. Bullshitting every day. You with friends and shit every day. That's fine. You want to be with your friend, be with your friend. But what, you, what are y'all doing when y'all together? Bullshitting. Nobody getting no money. Nobody's building businesses. Nobody's talking anything real. You just drinking and fucking off. Wasting money on dumb shit. And then we'll sit there with the same face and say, damn, I should be this far by now. You could be. You ain't focused. You was never focused. You thought life was a big game. You thought life was, oh, we lit on Instagram with hookah. Okay. For every puff you take is a step back you go. Every fucking night you spend out instead of being intentional, you wasting time. I don't have time to be in nobody's fucking club. You will never see me in no party. You will not see me in no lounge. Don't invite me to your birthday parties. I'm not coming. That's not what I do. I don't do shit like that no more. You could call me corny. You call me whatever the fuck you want. I don't care about what you think of me. God love me. My family love me. That's who I'm important to my family. That's who's important to me. My mom is proud of me. My father. You think I give a fuck about Instagram followers caring about who I am? I have a mother who I love dearly. A father, a brother. I look, they look up, I look up to them. I look to impress them. I don't look to impress you. Who the fuck are y'all? And what people got to understand is stop caring about what people think. It's corny. It's corny to care what people think. That shit is corny. That shit is corny. Oh, what are they going to think? If, I don't give a fuck, nigga. I give a fuck what you think of me. Who the fuck is you? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Talk about me? Good. Who are you? You're talking about me. I'm not talking about you. Talk. Go ahead, yo, that freshman nigga corny. Cool. But you talking about me, player. Nine out of ten, you follow me and I don't follow you back and you talking shit about me. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? I'm the one in the wrong? Y'all niggas is different. This world is bugged and the logic doesn't exist anymore. I don't think people pass basic math. One plus one is two. Somehow you dickheads got three out of that. I guess y'all added the plus sign with the two ones. Who knows? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's what y'all did. Maybe that's y'all new logic. I don't get it. But you got to live life with intention. When you love somebody or you trying to date somebody, 
intentionally date them. Put the work in. You know what the fuck you got to do. You know you got to talk on the phone. You know you got to be on dates. You know you got to spend time. You know you got to, like, make that woman feel good. You know how strong you can make a woman by treating her right? Ladies, you know how strong you can make a man by just supporting anything that he has going on that's realistic and important to him? If it's important to him and he's really passionate about it and you fuck with him, you should be his biggest fan. Period. Vice versa. If your girl got something going on, nigga, you, and she really, really into that shit, support her. Your girl do makeup, buy her makeup, ask her what you need. You need a light, you need a, what you need to, to what do you need? What, what, what can I do so you can be your best self? How can I, as your man, make you a better woman? These are the things that people don't ask in these relationships. And this is why they all just fucking people with, with, with titles. There's no real bond there. There's no connection. There's no foundation because nobody having real conversations. What do you talk about when you lay up with the nigga you fucking? When y'all on the phone, what do you talk about? Fucking? Y'all do that. Anything life-related involved in that? Do y'all have any goals at all as a couple? Do you have goals of your own? What are your intentions in this relationship, in this life? What are you going to do today? What is today about? You got up today, you were blessed to see another one. What did you do? Come on, man. You got to start living with intention. And I'm going to tell you this, too. I stopped smoking weed since Saturday. Saturday. Sunday? Shit, I'm going to be the lion. Monday. Yeah, I stopped. Monday was my last time I smoked. I ain't smoked in two days. And I'm not. I'm not. I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm done with weed. I think I am. And everybody laughing at me when I say it. That's fine. You know, it's me. most of them are weed smokers like me. That they, they've heard that before from people that smoke and then seen them smoke the same day. Yeah. But I'm not them niggas. I'm me. You could, all you're doing is motivate me to do it longer. I was going to stop smoking for two months. These niggas about to make me stop smoking forever because they think I can't. Okay. <laughs> Keep playing. You know who I am? Boy. Cut it out. Y'all know I stopped drinking liquor too. I don't drink any alcohol. I used to drink. I don't. So if I can stop alcohol, weed ain't shit. And weed costs way more than liquor. And that's you bitches' problem. Y'all love niggas with a bottle <laughs> and not a nigga with weed. Y'all need to get around the niggas that smoke. We always got money. You could get a 20 a henny and be straight for a couple days, really, if you don't drink a lot. You get a 20 in weed, you got to got, get more weed tomorrow. Shit. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to get that off. Um, that was really sizzling in, sizzling in my soul to uh, get that out. Because I notice a lot of people don't live uh, with intention, and it bothers me. Like, you just go to work. And if that's what you want to do, cool. Go to work, go home. Ain't nothing wrong with that either. Do your thing. Every Listen, you ain't, you ain't got to be out here trying to be everything. You could just you could just do that. You don't got to, you know, try to be, you know. All I'm saying is if you're passionate about something, give it a shot. Try everything. You never know what will stick. I told y'all, I, listen, I got a podcast. I got a clothing line. We got new shit coming. Theblackgap.bigcartel.com. Lips hoodies on sale right now. You got a new Nipsey T right now. 
My partner is trying to talk me into doing Kobe tees. I am 100% against it. Let me clear this up right now. If you see any Kobe Bryant merch posted on the Black Gap page, that's not me. You will not see me wear it. You will not see me post it. I have a partner. We have 50-50 control. I can't tell him what to do. He can't tell me what to do. We are partners. Nobody owns no more, no less. It's only us two. He wants to make Kobe tees. I told him I'm not, I'm against it. Same as with the Nipsey. The only reason we did Nipsey is because we did Nipsey already before he passed. We were doing Nipsey prior. We did a Nip and Lauren, Nip and Lauren in, in, in like February last year. And, you know, we'd been did Nip, but way before he passed. So we already gave him his flowers. So when he passed, it was only right we revamped it. So we still doing that. But um, the Kobe thing, I'm totally against. I don't want to make a dollar off that man's name. And I told my partner, whatever money you make off them shirts would be 100% your profits. I don't want that kind of karma. I don't want that kind of energy. I don't want that dollar. So I'm just clearing that up when y'all, if y'all see it, because he printing a lot of shit. My boy in the studio. Yo, get you people that's motivated as you. My partner in that print shop every day. That's how we live. We don't play. We don't, we don't get out here and bullshit. What are you doing? That nigga can easily wake up and say, fuck it, I'm going to just sit in the house. Nah, we out. Nah, I got an idea. I'm going to the shop. All right, nigga. Shit, do you. Call me when you get there. Let me see what's up. I pull up. You know what I'm saying? We create. We bounce ideas off each other because we creative. A couple years ago, we were sitting in this 96 Camry. Gold. Fucked up car. This was the office. In that car, my boy had a job doing uh, medical deliveries and shit. This is when I was working in foot action. He used to come scoop me. Yo, we just go, I'm going to do my route, nigga. Just get in the car. Let's brainstorm. Fuck it. You could ride with me at work. All right, bet. We jump in the car, middle of winter. Bro, how we going to get this money? What we going to do? We need to make clothes. Like, you you a fly nigga. I, I, I dress one from head to head, time to time. We need to come together and make something happen. Now, my boy got a lot of, a lot of sauce. He fly. <laughs> so I'm like, if anybody I'm going to do a clothing line with, he's perfect. 100% trust him. I trust that nigga. That's my brother. I trust that nigga in my life. I swear to God. He would never, that, listen, that, at my lowest, I could call that man, yo. At my lowest. You don't get people like that. This man looked out for me in ways I can't explain. Pause. Not, not nothing crazy, no wild shit. That's my bro. So, you know, when times get real, you lean on your brothers. You know, you, 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 you fuck with people that fuck with you, that, that's there for you, that, that not support you, but help you. Support is giving. Helping you is helping you. Supporting is like, yo, here, bro, I here's 50, bro, just hit me. Supporting you is like, yo, you fucked up? All right, let's figure out a way we both can make something so we can both keep busy and we can both make this work. When the brand started, I didn't have no front money. He put it up. When we started to make money and we had profit, I said, yo, bro, take whatever you that I was supposed to give and keep it. He said, nah, you need that. I'll get it whenever. You need this. Here, take your cut. It ain't about the money, bro. It's about the brand. We gonna make that money. That's it, yo. When he did that, I was like, that's my nigga forever, bro, because it ain't about money all the time. And when you niggas make shit about money, that's when shit get tricky. You gonna snake your man for some dollars? For for some money that you gonna fucking spend anyway? You so you gonna fuck that off a friendship over some dollars? We don't move like that. That's not living intentional. That's living false. That's living fake. 
You only you only care about money. You don't care about shit else. Now nah, we don't live like that, man. We support, we hold each other down no matter what. And that's what real friends do for each other. That's how you're supposed to have business. It should never be one man at the top. You should all have equals. It wasn't Jay, Dame, and Biggs. It was, all of them was Rockefeller. Jay was just the rapper. Everybody else played a big-ass part. Tata was a big-ass part. He didn't have to rap. You know what I do. And now you still see Tata getting it. You still see all people around Hope that was there from back then, still there. Bleak's still up. You don't let your brothers fall over no fucking money. Dame, he did whatever he did. That was, I don't know they thing. They will never get into specifics about that. It's over with. But at the prime of it, everybody was great. And Dame always said, it should never be one man at the head of the crew. Because if that man fall off, everybody fall off. Everybody should be equal. So that way, if I fall off, nigga, you could put me back on. I get a little bit from you, 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 and I'm back. But if it's on me with all the money and I lose it all, we all fucked up again. So, yeah. That's why you're like, yo, bro, nah, take your half. I know you need that. I don't need it as bad as you do. I'm, I'll get it when I get it. Crazy, man. You know how much money we was making that? What? But, yeah. Get out here and get busy, man. For real. Get out here and get busy. Um, Is there anything else I want to touch on? Let me look. Let me scroll through the shade room and see if there's anything I could just go off on. Okay. Okay, what the fuck is this? Mm. Lonnie calls out Joe Bunnan after he jokes about her latest song on his podcast. No, Joe Budden and Kalani going through it on Twitter. Ooh, look at Joe. I'm about sick of you artists. Never peep through years of praise, but want to jump out of windows when you hear something you don't like. Newsflash. I am not friends with you niggas. Yo, I'm telling you. That's another thing. People be thinking you cool because y'all met. I don't know you, nigga. <laughs> That's the Virgo and Joe. We, we don't know niggas. We don't, we don't treat you like that. Like, fam, I don't even know this nigga. <laughs> I mean I could play you seven songs that sound just like that I don't think you could uh, The letter I want to say Joe Budden really had the audacity to joke about Kalani's suicide attempt in his podcast Very much clown behavior People really can't take jokes anymore Joe, Joe Budden repeatedly said he loved the song and all her music and Kalani still run the Twitter crying A lot going on to the internet now. Joe Bunn and Kalani tweaking on each other. Uh, that ain't about shit. Um, man, how is this blue face nigga still irrelevant? Oh, okay. Locke Voorhees is uh 
Y'all know who Locke Voorhees, Voorhees is. She's the black girl from Saved by the Bell. She was, um, you know, Screech was, Screech was uh, hot for her. And she's not going to be included in the Saved by the Bell reboot. I guess it's coming to a streaming service. Lisa Turtle. She was not invited to be a part of the Saved by the Bell reunion as well as other cast member events. Yet, of course, I also realized that having this puzzling disorder, it had played a major part in the actual decision that went in mind. Truly, the show. Well, Locke Voorhees doesn't look well. Prayers out to her. Also, Slick Woods, man. Uh, send some prayers out to Slick Woods. She had a seizure. Uh, if y'all don't know who Slick Woods is, Slick Woods is the uh, model. Um, I guess, I mean, Google her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, yo, Ludacris, bro. Ludic- yo, Ludacris is one of my favorite rappers ever. He's in my top 10. Ludacris. Why the fuck did he wear that Kobe hoodie to the All-Star game? Ludacris, I love you, bro, but nah, that was not Kobe. And I, I would have not wore it. I just, you should have, why you couldn't just get a jersey? Like Iverson did. Just get a jersey. Why the fuck you want to go get an airbrush hoodie and the nigga don't look like Kobe? Who did that to you? Sick of niggas, yo. Sick of niggas. Um, that movie um, with Issa Rae and the dude from ATL. I keep forgetting the name of that goddamn movie. Um, I heard that movie's great. I do want to go see it. Salute uh, my queen, Issa. You know, I love Issa Rae. Black queen. Black, that's she black excellence. She working, working. Yeah. Shout out to Russell Westbrook and James Harden on that uh, Outcast remake on the GQ cover. Fire. And I've had about enough of Lizzo and her big ass now. Enough. I've had enough. She gonna post her ass one more time and I'm gonna flag it. I'm gonna flag it. I'm gonna start just flag- flagging her shit. I'm gonna start doing it. Because enough. Enough. This is a lot of big meat in this in this picture right here. Ugh. Nah, I'm cool. Oh, damn. Okay. It was cool in pictures. But when she start twerking in a thong with oil on, it's a bit much for me, dog. I love, I love, I love thick women. That that she ain't thick. I know she can't see her feet. Lord. Oh, damn. Okay. Mm. First openly gay superhero. How the fuck the black man gotta play the first gay superhero? Why black man gotta be the gay? Boy. His agenda. Keep going. Keep show. Richard Pryor would never. Um, I want to play y'all this this boosy clip, and then I'm gonna put some music and get out of here. Um, boosy went hard. Boosy went absolutely crazy. I posted this in my story yesterday, but I wanted to play this on the show too. Here we go. Here go, boosy. I gotta say something about this shit, bro. Dwayne Wade, you going too fucking far, dog? Oh no. Nah. No, you ain't gonna sit there and bleep me. Bleep, bleep me? How dare you? I need I need to hear the shit exactly how he said it 
Shade room bleep they fucking post. Like, who, why, why y'all got trying to keep a clean page? Hate you niggas. Like, hold on, let me get to my shit. I posted it yesterday. Hmm. Big old boosie. I got to say something about this shit, bro. Dwayne Wade, you gone too fucking far, dog. That is a male. A 12-year-old. At 12, they don't even know, they don't even know what their next meal going to be. They don't, they don't have shit figured out yet. He might meet a, a, a woman, anything, at 16 and fall in love with her. But his dick be gone. How he going to... Like, bro, that's, it's, you going too far, dog. Don't cut his dick off, bro. Like, bro. For real. If he gonna be gay, let him be gay. But don't cut his dick off, bro. Like, don't address him as a woman, dog. He's 12 years old. He don't, he's not, he's not up there yet. He, he hasn't made his final decisions yet. Don't cut his fucking dick off, Dwayne Wade, bro. You fucking tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. You tripping, dog. Now, <laughs> I didn't hear Dwayne Wade say anything about doing that. I didn't, I didn't, uh, I didn't hear Dwayne Wade saying anything about his child having a sex change. I don't know where Boosie may have got that from. Maybe because he said, I mean, if he didn't read it correctly, he said he wanted to be addressed as a female. That means just address me as that. He's already been wearing feminine things. He's been wearing nails. He's been carrying purses. I mean, he just wants to be addressed as a woman. That doesn't mean he wants to cut his penis off. So, I mean, you know, Boosie Southern, they don't play certain shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he has some points. But at 12, you know if you're gay or not. Same way you know if you're straight, you know if you're gay. And I know people don't want to accept that. But it is what it is. Like, you you could talk to your third girl. You got a girlfriend? Yeah, I got a girl. I got two girlfriends. Like, they, they know. They know what they like and what they don't. They don't know how to do it. They don't know what it looks like. But they, they know they like girls. And, you know, some boys know they like boys. It's the world we're in. You just got to accept change and grow with it. This is not the old days. This is a new age. It's just a new era. So, you know. Yeah. Crazy, bruh. Crazy. So let me uh give y'all two records and then I'm gonna get out of here. We got 82 minutes. So the first one I'm gonna play here. This is uh Gone by Jack Dine and Alex Isley. It's RB for your head top. Way past mellow, super relaxed, not emotional, one dimensional. Can I talk my shit again? Make it make sense. Carefree is cool, but not at my expense. Tell me what matters. 
it makes sense and Jack Dine called Gone. Big tune, big tune. Very nice record. Next up, this is, oh, oh shit. Jump the gun there. All right, this. This is Calm Down, A Boogie and Summer Walker.
override me just like I'm a Maserati. Go faster, go slow. I think the fans is watching, they think I'll be catching bodies. And if they ask to say that I was a nice guy, then I touch you, I'm a fucking thief in the nighttime. They get scary like sci-fi, got a 30 on me, ain't got time for a night fight. Even when it's nighttime, my BBS is simmering like a nightlight. And she wanna act tight, I could be a connection like a Wi-Fi. Try to get high, yeah. Baby, we can make it up, baby, we can make it up, baby, we can make A Boogie Summer Walker, Calm Down, Bittersweet, off his new album, Artist 2.0. And uh, yeah, man, we have reached a, the end of another great podcast. This is episode 118. Guys, I'm back, okay? I'm not taking no more trips that I, I, I hope, I hope, I hope. Um, shit, last time I came back from Atlanta, Juice World died. Come back from Atlanta this time, pop smoke dogs. It's like, I'm not going to Atlanta for nothing else. Fuck. Grandmother died out there. Pop smoke died while I was, when I was coming back from there, juice with, yo. <laughs> it's a lot of bad energy going from Atlanta to New York for me. It's just like too traumatic right now. Anyway, um, I'm gonna get out of here and play a song. Um, I'm gonna just play it while I'm talking. This A Boogie album is just too hard. I mean, um, anyway, um, I'll be back next week. I'm not sure what day we gonna drop. We gonna start playing around with different days. Um, we gonna figure it out though, but we know we all over all platforms now. We on Spotify, we on, we off SoundCloud. No more SoundCloud. So if you go in there, it's only old episodes. SoundCloud's a dub. iTunes, Spotify, Google Cast, Podcast app, whatever podcast app you got, I'm on it. Pull it up, the Podium Podcast. I'll see y'all. Oh shit, I burped. <laughs> I'll see y'all next week, man. Peace. Talk to nobody, I got a feeling the fears listening She told me I'm not myself no more And I swear I know exactly who I am Girl, just love me for the differences She told me she don't want me around I could just feel that way, baby Especially after all this time with you Now it's ETB for life, no, I can't trust mine Bitches, don't you trust me neither I'm a fucked up nigga, yeah If you getting money, that's what's up, my nigga Bitch, you know I'm smack, I'm smoking blondes like cigarettes Let's be honest, let's be honest